Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10 or two months access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. Uh, I'm Paul Handley and I am at Greenbelt and I'm sitting here with uh, Michael Looney. Uh, I'm very pleased to meet him for after many years of admiration from a distance. Um, because he lives in Australia, and uh, Dave Walker, who I admire from much closer because he writes, uh, draws for the Church Times every week. And I'm asking them to um, just chat, really, about the art of cartooning, the craft of cartooning, the pain of cartooning. Um, Mm. uh, Dave, over to you. Uh, Yes, I I loved your your little discussion this morning with uh, Malcolm. um, Yes. And... I just really like the uh, the fact you talk about um, the deadline day when yeah. nothing seems to be um, mm. coming together and what you do. Yes, um, yeah, it's been a big part. Well, you might understand. Um, yeah, deadlines has been my life, I guess, in many yeah. respects. And. I'm always fascinated by the fact that there's a lot of death in the idea of deadline, you know, there's a sort of a sense of finality and uh, merciless ending and and you have to produce or find something in that time and perform and then be judged and all that, you know of that. Yes. I think it is the cartoonist lot in life. Well, particularly working for publication with a, a gap there, a hole waiting to be filled. Yes. And there's, you just have to do it. I mean, that's been my experience. So I think I'm more confident with it now than I ever used to be. I think oh, I don't have, I never have anything up my sleeve. I've, I don't have a backup. Right. And so. I don't know whether this is damaging to to the psyche. In over time, you become maybe there's a stress level which causes cancer or something. Maybe, but famously, cartoonists were alcoholics in the old newspaper industry. They were troubled souls, and um, I've avoided that one. Although I remember my first terrible deadline moment as a young cartoonist when. I think it was the day Bertrand Russell died, and I saw fit to make a comment about Bertrand Russell. I thought it was important. He was uh, worthy, but I set out with good intentions and nothing. Just I did this ridiculous cartoon, which I can't even remember. It was so pathetic, but it had to go in. And this was the first edition. It was a day, it was an afternoon paper, so it goes in the first edition. And the shame of that and. I was such a novice to it. And I did this thing you only see in sort of American movies, a man waiting at a hotel to open at 10 a.m. in the morning so he can rush in and get a drink. And I wasn't a drinker in particular, but I was so distraught. There was a pub, pub around the corner, and I went round, as I'd seen journalists do, and waited, and they opened the door and I rushed in. I said, a double vodka and a pot of beer. And this was out of character. <laughs> I went bang, bang. And um, I thought, God, it's come to this so early in life. Right. <laughs> and I went back and I did a cartoon for the second edition, which was okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I've never resorted to that since. No. Yeah. 
so I'm interested to hear that you don't have a, a stack of half-drawn cartoons that could could one day make you know. Oh, I have notes and little jottings. Like yeah. on my phone, for instance, or little notebooks everywhere. There's right. something you write down a couple of words. Yeah. Triggers a memory or a, something you think is worthy of, or maybe a rich area, a little seed. Yes, I do that, but I don't have a, a ready-made no, cartoon no, standing spare. by to fill up. I think when I started drawing for the church times i think our arrangement was that i would be was it four weeks ahead i think that was, that was our <laughs> initial that was, that was, that was, that was the, that was the, sort of the, <laughs> the plan but uh, um it may not quite have <laughs> but, uh, ever well w- one day ahead would be good <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yes it's so mad that it's so down to the last minute sometimes yeah. but yours are often t- topical and therefore that's right yeah. but i think also there must be, and I don't know what your view is on this, that working under this kind of deadline pressure might propel you into parts of yourself that don't normally awaken. As I explained this morning, um, this thing of uh, the sense of failure and distress and anxiety in those moments becomes so strong that I think it breaks your ego down. You, You feel... I can't do this. This is. Yeah. Why did I think I could be a cartoonist, or why did I think I could be an amusing fellow, or whatever? Yeah. And and so, and I think that's strangely. I now recognise that that's your your whole certainty and ego a bit breaking down, which is you're coming to a really yeah. good creative space at that yeah. point. I think you can't. Uh, concoct this, you can't manufacture this state, it just comes by accident but strangely in that state you start to work differently I think, you open mm. up or, or you become alert and you take risks or find a little sparkly thing that you, you know, a little idea or a scrap of an idea mm. which suddenly you wouldn't have done if you were a composed, yeah, sedate yeah. sort of person uh, with lots of time up your sleeve. So, I think humans are famous for de- doing extraordinary acts under pressure yeah. and in emergencies. And maybe it's an emergency we're talking about, yeah. not a deadline. It's yeah. an emergency. I suppose for me, it's reaching that point early enough that I then still have time to actually. Um, <laughs> <sort of laughs> <laughs> um, rather than thinking, oh, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. <laughs> Um, yes. So I still have time to actually produce the work. Yes. Yes. And the question is, does it come to you, or do you come to it, sort of, in your sketching or whatever it is you do? Do, do you tend to sketch or, um, or play about? Or I do. I do those things. Although often, for me, um, for me, the words often come before the. Yes. Before the drawing. Interesting. Um, and I, I do also, these days, when I'm drawing about a topic where I have lots of friends and contacts who know about that topic, I do rely a lot on people sending me ideas that ideas may or may or, or, or yeah. thoughts that may thoughts. or may not be. I mean, often people send 
I don't know, do people send you things that, that this would be a good cartoon? They do, and instantly I'll throw it oh, right. out because it takes, a, it takes away the joy of okay, finding yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Um, and I know yeah. other cartoons have been the same. Yeah. You know, they get mail and someone, really nice person, says, oh, I've got yeah. this great idea, you must draw it. And then, yeah. you know, I, I have some contacts who are who are very good. Yes. I do, like you, I do get things sent to me that I can't possibly yes. use. Um, or, or that I, you know, I did ten years ago, or you know, but some I do have some contacts who are who are good at yes. who can be my sort of not quite last resort, but they're know, sort of little sort of guiding angels or something, yeah. or, or good for even if you're on a deadline, you haven't got much time, but you just step out of it for a minute and have a little conversation with some people, someone, someone in the same room, yeah. for instance, or, yeah. or you say, let's go and have a cup of tea downstairs, or things like that. Yeah. So yeah. You, it breaks the deadlock somewhere yeah. and loosens you up. And I remember a cartoonist I used to work with in Australia is really good and he, he'd say come on you in, um, no he'd, he'd say to me come on get angry you do good stuff when you're angry and I'd say oh do I but I, how do I get angry he says come on just. or as he'd say enjoy it just enjoy it and I'd, I'd, I'd sort of forget simple things if you're in this worried state and you think yes of course you have to enjoy and let go and it's not the sky isn't going to fall in Although sometimes it does, <laughs> but, yeah. but um, just to let go a bit, and I think if you loosen up a bit, um, yeah. and so that's why some cartoonists or deadline workers would have a drink, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I couldn't do that, I just want to not do the cartoon, then I think <laughs> curl up under my desk and sleep, but... Um, yeah. but it is a it is a daring thing to do. Um, you know, to say, well, when I was first hired as a cartoonist, um, I hadn't had any experience in newspapers. I would work for what we called underground magazines and little kind of protest magazines. But So there's no way you can learn cartooning, I don't think, is there? Mm. No one can really teach you. So you have to dare to say, yes, I can do this. So the editor hires me and says, can you do six cartoons a week by 9.30 in the morning, each one? I said, yes, I can do that. Knowing full <laughs> I couldn't do that. But you just have to be daring, yeah. I think. Yeah. And um, so I did, that's how I worked initially. And that was a bit scary. Do Do ideas ever come to you because it's an issue that you feel strongly about and you want yeah. You want to somehow, I don't know. I mean, campaigning is not the the word, but you want to influence. A, I a, think. A situation. I, I think every cartoonist would reasonably want to shine a light on something yeah. rather than say this is how it should be. You want to illuminate some bit that's not being considered. I think, or some. Um, and I, I think that's a big part of the work is to see something that's being ignored. Um, I don't know whether that makes sense, but I think mm. that's yeah, what no, I'm definitely. often doing, and just another dimension to it. And I, I think also a cartoonist is pushing boundaries or challenging freedom, or like trying to assert freedom of speech, and there's always that thing, the value of um, freedom of expression, or always pushing the or testing the boundaries, not pushing, 
So, a cartoon in good taste is a contradiction in terms, someone once said to me, yeah. an editor said to me. So, meaning that it's okay, you're allowed to break, you know, it's the cartoonist who's allowed to be the holy fool or the court jester. Mm. The journalists know, you know, they, well, some of them do it very intelligently, but I mean, you're allowed to get away with things, yeah. and it was a, a privileged position, not with any of the benefits of privilege it was but just you are allowed to be say a foolish thing which might have a bit of wisdom in it or yeah. or sometimes be a bit in, in poor taste in some people's eyes depends on your publication of course you know who, who you're working for and what their editorial policy is but so you know in a way there's a great freedom in it but there's a great responsibility and a yeah. lot of there's not much backup, you know, you're on your own, whereas journalists can sort of go and console each other and talk each other through things, but yeah. the cartoon is a very lonely job in some respects, yeah. I think, and deadline is where you can really feel that, that loneliness, and then the remorse afterwards when you think, oh my God, did I do that? It's now it's in print, as <laughs> evidence exists, and... You see it the next day, and you go, oh, terrible. But then you see it the week later, and you think, hey, that's not too bad, yeah. actually. And it's kind of, yeah. such is the dread you get in when you're making it, that you yeah. can't see it clearly. Uh, I imagine sometimes the cartoon can just be humour for the sake of making people exactly. smile, rather than having to make a point or... I think that's you know, a good yeah. point, because there are many types of cartoons, as yeah. you would know, and sometimes... I find, I think, you're sometimes trying to imagine what it is the world needs or the readership needs and you think, today I think they need something lighter and happier and like there's this old thing, principle I've often worked on, when everyone is serious, uh, when everybody is frivolous, you be serious, when everybody is um, the other way around, you know, when yeah. When they're humorous, you be serious. When they're serious, you be humorous. Yeah. And I think so, no, produces different cartoons. And maybe it's a delusion to imagine that you're affecting anything out there. But I think it's a creative delusion that's helpful mm. to think that it might matter in some small way or somewhere. Like, even sometimes I think, oh, a child picks this up. You know, a cartoon is a domestic item, it goes into a mm. in newspaper, it goes into a house, sits on the kitchen table. A child picks it up, and if they can think, well, it's not the greatest, most intelligent, original thought, but a child might sort of be amused and like mm. it and want to copy it. Yeah. So you, yeah. you, it's done something, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah it hasn't harmed anyone too much. No. <laughs> and I, I love what you said this morning about uh, learning or going back to drawing like a child. Yeah, Because uh, uh, I think that's something I, I struggle. I think I, I cartoon from the, from the. You do head, cartoon from that I, too much, I, too much, you know, and so I, I'm just, yes, I'm. I, I I'm I, any advice for the overthinking cartoonist would be, would be useful, I think. <laughs> so you feel you're overthinking? I think so. Probably. I think that's normal too, but um, yeah, I, I think that's a, probably a lifetime's work. As as Picasso said, it took me a whole my whole life to learn how to draw like a child. And uh, I think that's interesting. And like a child, I think it means just a simple, not over-elaborate, um, sort of simplified and 
easy going and relax a bit and you know as I say the world's not going to the sky's not going to fall in um, etc it's it's to enjoy it a bit mm. and and I always find I don't know about you but if you're if I'm drawing a thing and I'm halfway through it you know I start to smile at it and you draw a little character and you smile at the character kind of like oh he's a happy little fellow and, and if you're engaging at that level at, at that childlike yeah. level because I think that's how a child was yeah. like they're sort of right there and close on the thing they're drawing a dog or something and it's the yeah. feeling dog you know and, so, yeah. and, and perhaps is it perhaps also not being too precious about about getting it perfectly you know right in inverted commas yes I think it's really important ah well look every cartoonist has their own style and that now with uh, digital um, Photoshop and all that whatever way you work you can do extraordinary tricks and wonders and uh, but I I sort of lament the passing of the old days when you had um, a pen in ink and uh, a brush with white out or you know, gouache or something and mess and you'd have to correct it and easy with Photoshop so the idea of perfect belongs to a digital world I think because you can make things mm. more perfect than what is natural in some yeah. way and, and the point is a cartoon which has a looseness to it is the essence of cartooning and traditionally I think there was a certain free mm. flow and it's meant to be a bit light it's not heavy exact modern cartoonists are a little bit more brilliant in their draftsmanship like and they work at that very hard I don't know where your style fits in but um, sometimes it can be too clever in its draftsmanship and sometimes simplicity is a wonderful underrated yeah. thing but the simpler you are the harder you have to work for your idea because uh, there was a cartoonist I knew Arthur Horner he used to do something in the papers in London um, he said if I haven't got an idea I can always draw myself out of I draw away out of trouble meaning I just do a very impressive bit of draftsmanship mm, yeah, and that's fine yeah. <laughs> you know you can't you've got to allow everyone their own escape you yeah. know methods but he could he was a great draftsman but not necessary I don't think and um, that looseness is just letting go of the worry it's and people can get it. You know, some of the great cartoons are so deadly simple. Yeah, yeah. And a great lot of emotion can be put into the simplest looking face, just in the way you draw the eye, yeah. as you would know. And, um, so there's a, there's a sort of a language of simple strokes, which can be very useful and simple. I, I just want to finish up by asking you, and we've been talking about the difficulties quite significantly, that, that, yeah. because when two craftsmen get together, that's what comes does, first to mind. But, but um, uh, I want to ask you both, really, what, uh, about the moment of joy. When, when do you feel joy about what you do and when, when you do it? I suppose for me it's... Um, publication of a book, when you see, when you see it all, you see lots of your work all together and presented nicely and you know that each page you know that that was a day of that page was a day of of sort of anxious you know trying to 
get it right and you can see that for each one and then it all comes together and it's yeah. published beautifully and, and yeah. you think yes it's, it's worth it's yes worth it. um, I think it's getting through the deadline like adequately or sufficiently is a <laughs> to, to walk away and it's that to, just to simply to achieve that day and then is, is a joy I, do, I tend not to look at my work after I, I don't look at it in the paper or anything like that um, n- no not not unless by accident but I think as I've got older I'm more and more content with any piece whether it's wonderful or just ordinary I think I'm just glad to be able to say well I didn't do this with bitterness or or malice or something like that I think if it's just good hearted I'm happy I'm happy with that and then of course when you do something that matters to someone somewhere and they feed it back to you mm. and it, it sort of matters it's not like they're saying oh that was so brilliant it was brilliant. it's not that it's about this touch someone or someone it helped someone in some way mm. they felt affirmed because they said that's yeah. what i think too you caused them to think about an issue in a way that they hadn't yes yes or that they were sort of half thinking about but you yeah. sort of said it more fully for them yeah, I, I think I like work I've made that is kind of useful in the world. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's useful to people, and not harmful. You can <laughs> hurt people if you're not careful. Mm. Well, thank you both. Uh, it's been really fascinating to listen to you. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment, and book reviews on our website churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more. The music for this podcast was provided by Sought After Sounds. Tune in next Friday for the next episode. (music) Thank you.